Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. The theme for the, the month and the year is Thy Kingdom Come. Thy Kingdom Come. And some of you might have the, um, the bookmarks, and it's on there if you don't know it. Um, we grew up having family devotions and we always said the Lord's Prayer and I thought it's a good thing. So thy kingdom come, comes from the Lord's Prayer. It's called the Lord's Prayer but actually it's the disciples that pray. It's you and I that pray this prayer. And in Matthew 6, 9-10, to it begins, Our Father. It doesn't say my Father. It says our Father. He's a family father. He's our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, or thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy kingdom come. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors or trespasses. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thy kingdom come is, comes just before thy will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. In other words, in order for us to do the will of God, we need the kingdom to first come. You and I cannot fulfill the plan of God and the will of God without first having the kingdom entering into us. As a people and as a church, we cannot fulfill the plan of God and the purpose of God without first entering into the kingdom. The amazing thing about the kingdom of God is that it's a kind of, you enter into it and it enters into you at the same time, like simultaneously. When you give your life to the Lord, he enters into you. And we kind of demonstrated that in communion. Partaking in communion is us becoming a part of him and him becoming a part of us. The title of my message tonight is Kingdom Culture Produces Kingdom Harvest. Kingdom Culture Produces Kingdom Harvest. And if you want to take anything away tonight, I want you to remember to cultivate the kingdom. Cultivate the kingdom. Cultivate the kingdom. Young people, cultivate the kingdom. There's some crazy times we live in. Cultivate the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, comes before your will be done. So what is the kingdom? Is Australia a kingdom? I love this country. I remember when we first came here, it was way back in 1988. It was something different to what I was used to, having come from a small town in the bottom of New Zealand or the foundation of New Zealand, I mean. It's right at the tip of New Zealand, a place called Bluff. I remember coming here and coming from a small town into a city like this. Although Perth is considered a small city, to us it was massive. We went to Thornley Square and we thought that was, wow, that's a big flash mall there. <laughs> we went to Maddington Plaza and we thought, man, that was awesome. We went to Carousel and back then Carousel was red. It was just this big block of shopping centre and it was just all red. I remember we lived in Beckenham and we used to go down to the drive-ins. 
Um, they're driving movies down there, and that, that just blew me away. The first movies I saw there was um, Big and Dirty Dancing. So, remember all those? I remember the diesel trains. I remember the conductor walking up and down with his little dial, um, printing out the um, the um, tickets. And me and my friends are trying to sit there, like you know, pretending to sleep, uh, while he walks past. I remember in the Hay Street Mall, um, we have the West Australian, but back then we also ha- used to have a daily paper. And this guy would be sitting in the mall going, daily paper, daily paper. And to me, coming from a small town, this was just, just blew my mind. It was so, so, so big. Um, we formed a, a community of Samoans because we didn't know anyone. So we managed to find us and then find each other. And we would get invited to, actually it would be on this night, they used to call it the Oz concert. And they would have these concerts in the entertainment centre where all um, different uh, nationalities would get together and perform the items. It was awesome. Even when we got here, I'm just sharing a bit of my life. <laughs> when we got here, we, we bought a, a shop just up on Beaufort Street, just down from the 24-hour um, uh, chemist up there. We bought a shop up there and I used to walk down here and on the corner, there's a, right in this building next to Newcastle Street, used to be Kuza. used to be like um, Laser Strike, Zone 3. <laughs> that's way back. Yeah, I'm, that's right, grey hair, you work it out. <laughs> and um, yeah, it used to be across the road, used to be like a petrol station. And the thing about the petrol station that we'd go there and would go there to find out where we could buy petrol. They had like these petrol rosters, which I thought were just really different. So yeah, just back in the day, back in the day. Why did I say all that? So I say all that to say that I've come from another place and I've entered into another, another place. And then um, by leaving another place, I enter into another place. <laughs> pretty, um, pretty profound. <laughs> Very dim, going deep now. As I'm looking through my notes, there are some things that I knew because we were leaving New Zealand to come here that I had to be leaving. There was a place that I had to be leaving. That's the word. And there were some things that I had to be leaving because I was coming into a new place. And because now that I am believing in Christ, there is still a place, some places that I need to be leaving. There are still some things that I need to be leaving when I'm entering into the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God, when Jesus preached it, he said, the kingdom of God is at hand. But he said, repent and believe. Not just believe. Not just believe. It's a twofold thing. Believe and repent. Believe and repent. Repent just means changing the way we think. Changing 100 degrees, going this way, and then we're turning to go this way, back the right way. So, is Australia a kingdom? No, it's not a kingdom. It's a democracy. There's a big difference between the kingdom and a democracy. Democracy is, as we all know, it's, it's governed by the people. It's governed by you, those that are citizens. It's governed by you. The rulership in that kingdom is different. Kingdom is by birthright. Kingship is birthright. You don't vote in a king. 
Nobody voted in Jesus. He was king at birth. The Bible says that when we become Christians, when we enter into the kingdom of God in Revelations, it talks about us becoming kings and priests. That's a birthright too. When do we get that birthright? When we get born again. That's the birthright. Kingship is a birthright. You are kings and priests. Pastor Jeff mentioned that, I think, um, last Sunday. So, Australia is my home, but I also have another home, which is New Zealand, and another home, which is Samoa. But as Pastor Hayden was preaching this morning, my real home is heaven. Why? Because that's where I have a citizenship. Where you have your citizenship in heaven, that's your home. So what is a kingdom? The word kingdom is the place where the king dominates. It's not, a, it's not a place. I like what Pastor Jeff said. The kingdom of Tonga is a physical place, but the kingdom of God is not a physical place. It's the place of rulership of the king, the place within you. The Bible talks about that the kingdom of God is neither here or there, but it's within you or amongst you. So when we enter into the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God enters into you. So tonight I want to talk about kingdom culture. Kingdom culture. So what is culture? Culture is basically a way of life. It's a way of life. In our culture, in the Samoan culture, we call it Fa'a Samoa. Can you say that? Fa'a Samoa. Fa'a Samoa. Fa'a Samoa is the Samoan way, the way we do things in, in our culture. There's also different aspects to culture, such as language, um, clothing, uh, food, architecture even, um, currency as well. And so the language of Samoa is called Samoan. <laughs> That's what it is. Well, yeah. Write that one down. Samoan. We also have um, different languages, sub-languages within our culture, especially between the parents and the kids. They're sign language. <laughs> when me and my brother are playing up in the back seat of the car and my dad just goes like this, that means retreat. That means back off. <laughs> Since he does one, two, three scratches the head, that's, that's a warning. When my mum is angry, she would always smile with her mouth, but her eyes would not be smiling. <laughs> so that's, that's um, this body language. So there's languages within culture. So so there are languages within the kingdom culture. The way we speak, we speak seasoned with with grace. Um, The word, the word that we speak is the oracles of God. We speak the counsel and instruction of his word, the logos. His word is life. He is the word. He is the bread of life. That's the language of the kingdom culture. So like I said at the beginning, if you get anything, cultivate this culture. Cultivate this way of speaking, the way of expressing the language of love, which is the word, because he is the word and he is love. Food is another one. Food is another one um, that you can tell your cult, what your culture is. In our culture, we love food. We love taro. We love yam, all the heavy stuff. We love pig, pork. We love fish. And chips. <laughs> we love a lot of food. 
Um, somebody said it, the seafood diet. We have that, you know, the seafood diet? Yeah, the seafood and eat it. Comes along with the crab diet, you just crab it. So we're always watching our food as we're putting it in our mouths. But the food of the kingdom is in John 4.34. And Jesus said, my food is to do the will of God. My food is to do the will of God. It doesn't say my food is to talk about it, is to tell people about it only. He said it's to do. It's an action word. To Nike. You remember Nike's just do it. My food is to do the will of God. The nourishment which I feed my spirit comes from doing the word of God. Come from doing the word of God, which is also the way of God, which is also the will of God. And we said before that thy kingdom come precedes thy will be done. So we need to be in his kingdom in order to fulfill his will. In order to fulfill the purposes of the king, we need to be walking with the king, with the king within us. Kingdom culture. Cultivate the culture of the food. What's that? Knowing the will of God, the purposes, the plan, the destiny, the calling, the vision, the plan, the dream that God has for you. That's the food that's going to well cause us to be well nourished, over malnourished. Another one is the customs. There are customs in different culture. This place is full of different cultures, you know. Indonesians, Italians, Africans, Samoans, and everyone's here. But we all have different customs that, um, that reflect our culture. Uh, part of our customs is that when we, I've done this before, that when I walk past people, if I'm amongst Samoans, I always have to bow my head and say the word too low, too low. Yeah. If you don't, you, you will be too low. <laughs> in a nice way we have a custom where um, this, is a, this is a heavy one when somebody does wrong in the family we have a custom by which the family will go on behalf to the family that had been hurt or offended and they would take a mat and the person who did the wrong deed would sit underneath the mat outside the village of the person that was offended or hurt. And they would stay under there until the people in the village would come out and forgive them and pardon them. They can come out if they want and kick them. They can come out and say, get out of here. But this person here would stay there and it could take days, it could take up to weeks. And they would stay there until they are forgiven. And the family would come and they will bring lots of gifts Money, they're not buying them, but they're just honouring them and just expressing how, how remorseful they are. And so we have these customs like that. Uh, we have light customs as well and deep customs. But the, and we also have the customs of the word, of the culture. The customs of the culture are in here, are in the word of God. And I think Pastor Jeff mentioned it last week, that in the kingdom, every kingdom has a constitution. And I think he was talking about constitution when he was talking about the word of God. That the constitution of the kingdom of God is the word of God. The policies of the, the kingdom is the, the word of God. The scriptures, the verses. These are the policies that we lock and load into our spirit, so to speak. 
the customs of the kingdom. Cultivate the kingdom of God. Kingdom living. Clothing. We also have clothing. In the custom, we wear lava lava, which is basically just a sheet. <laughs> you guys made the pants. We just wrap it around. <laughs> we have different necklaces and um, different other... We don't even have shoes. We just wear bare feet. Wear bare feet if you can. But the clothing in the kingdom is different. The clothing in the kingdom is righteousness. The robes of righteousness. Put on humility. Clothe yourself with humility. Put on Christ. Put on the armour of God, the full armour of God. You know, the boots of peace and the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the Spirit and the bout of truth that holds it all together. Whatever he says to put on, he never says to take off. I got that confused in the natural. Whatever he says to put on, he never said to take it off. But sometimes we feel like that we've taken it off. He said, put on the inward adorning of a beautiful and quiet spirit. In other words, focusing on the inside of your heart because it will be reflected on the outside. One more for culture is currency. In Samoa, our currency is tala. If I had 10 tala here, I probably wouldn't get far at all. It wouldn't get me much. But the currency of the kingdom is faith. Kingdom currency is faith. It's something that we sow, so to speak, that we, we invest. It's something that we will always get a return in. Faith is the thing that will not only please God, but it will help us access the promises of God, the things that God has for us. Kingdom culture is God's way of living, in other words. Thy kingdom come. God's way of living. John 14 and 6. John 14, 6 says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way. Talking about culture is the way of life. Jesus is the way. Kingdom culture is all about living Jesus' way. Remember those bands that came out in the 90s, I think? WWJD, what would Jesus do? That kind of thing. It's kind of like kingdom culture. <laughs> John eleven twenty five says, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. That is just crazy awesome. Even when you physically pass from here, you will live. It's only your body that will pass away. Thy kingdom come. That's why we have that, because of thy kingdom come. He is the resurrection and the life. He is the way and the truth. What's that? He is kingdom culture. That's the way and the life. It's the way of life. Cultivate kingdom culture. That's pretty much the number one, my first thought, is cultivate kingdom culture. God's plan is to see his kingdom come, is to see his kingdom advance, is to see people not only come into the kingdom, but to train them up, equip them with the work of the ministry, 
train them up so that we can all become all that God has destined us to be. Because he has a crazy, awesome plan for you and I. Jesus always, or not always, but he talks about the kingdom of God as um, to grow. He never intended the kingdom of God just to arrive only. He never just intended for you and I just to be saved only or just to believe. There are some actions for us that he's always encouraging us to do. Why? To grow the kingdom of God. Matthew 13, 31, talking about growing the kingdom of God. Another parable he put forth to them saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Talking about seed time and harvest. Seed time and harvest. The seed that is in you and I is not only the word of God, but we've been sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. That we have that seed that needs to be positioned in a place that that can receive the right nutrition. That in order we can manifest the right fruition. That we're not only just seed to be saved, but we have been seeded that we can be fed that we can bear fruit. Just like the, the, the verse said, that they can bear fruit that even the birds can come and feed off it. The fruit that we are to display are found, as we know, in Galatians 5.22. When we display those fruits of kindness, peace and joy and long-suffering, it's when people come and eat of that fruit from our lives. Are we well-nourished to the point that people can feed from us? Are you giving out what you have or are you giving out dry? Are you empty? Are you just a branchless tree? You know, we're called to be fruitful, to multiply. Are we well nourished to the point that we can bear the fruit that people would need in difficult times, that they can come and draw from us and taste the fruit and truly see that the Lord is good? How? By seeing what you do. Shining your light that people may see the good deeds that you do and then glorify your Father in heaven. That's Matthew 5, 16. Matthew 13, 33 is just the next one. Another parable he spoke to them, talking about the increase of the kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, kind of like yeast. It's a, it's a rising agent, if you like, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. Leavened is commonly in the Bible uh, used to be called something that's evil or something that's unclean or, or, or pride because yeast puffs up. But it seems to be in this inconsistent with the, the parable just before it talks about that the kingdom of God can grow. The kingdom of God can increase. With the leaven. But there's another translation, but I'll talk about that another time. <laughs> the point is the kingdom of God is created and designed to grow. Where is the kingdom of God? The Bible says that the kingdom of God is neither here nor there, but it's within you. It is also heaven, of course, the home which um, Pastor Hayden was talking about this morning. 
But the kingdom of heaven is inside of you. The kingdom of heaven. Why? Because Christ is inside of you. Jesus is inside of you. If you're born again tonight. So God desires to grow us because the kingdom of God is also within us. There are fine lines between um, deciding and committing. And this next point here is just decide to commit to grow. Decide to commit to grow. It's one thing to decide and it's another thing to commit. I was talking to Corey before. Last year he was really good training me at the gym and all that. So I decided to go to the gym quite often, but unfortunately I didn't commit to it. So that's how you go from gym membership to gym sponsorship. <laughs> I'm trying to come back to the membership instead of sowing seed into good soil that uh, I'm not reaping the benefits. But I make that point to, say, to show that fine line between um, making a decision and committing. Um, you can decide to get married but not commit to it. You can decide to have children but not commit to it. You can decide to buy a car but not commit to the payments. You can decide to do certain things but not commit to it. The Bible says to commit your way unto the Lord. Commit to grow. Don't just decide to grow. Remember I said before that Jesus talked about the kingdom of God, that it's believe and repent, not just decide but commit. It's twofold there. Commit. When we say yes to Jesus, it's a commitment. We say yes to Jesus because he committed his life. He poured all his blood out for us. He laid his life on the cross for you and I because he knows the greatness that your life was designed to show. The glory and the greatness that you were manifest in your life to show how great he is when we begin to walk out his ways. Commit to grow. Commit to it. Commit to Bible study. Commit to it. The world that we live in is getting crazy. Commit to the Bible study. Commit to prayer. Take responsibility for our, I'm talking to me too, take responsibility for our own spiritual walk. There's a call, young people, there's a call and a destiny on your life. When you get to my age, the culture of the day, you don't know what it's going to be like, but you're born for such a time. To be raised up, to be equipped for the work of the ministry. You know, serving under your leaders and what God is going to do for you to change the generation, to change and impact the generations with the reality of Christ. Commit to grow. Number two is, last one, your environment can impact your culture. Your environment can impact your culture. Talking about the Samoan culture, the environment is very hot. So, when we make our houses or our fales, huts, if you like, very simple. Uh, with coconut trees, we're in the tropics. So with coconut trees, we make clothing, we make brooms, we make houses, we make cars, videos, everything out of coconut. <laughs> just, sing, just sing if you're listening. You know? <laughs> we make everything. So your environment can impact or shape your, your culture. Your environment at home is, it, is, it, is the attention at home. Or is it, is it a house of prayer that can, can shape your, your culture? Um, coming from a small town, I'm always used to saying hello to everybody. Hello, waving to, hello, hello, Mr. Shannon, hello, Mr. Ryan. And, you know, 
come over here and I, I try and do the same thing. But some people give me different responses. It's a different environment that shapes the culture. Just the other week I was down in uh, Margaret River. I went into uh, Cowrup and I was just asking, oh, where's the, um, the information desk uh, table thing, blah, blah, blah. The, the awesome lady behind the counter came out and said, well, let's just go down there. You know what, son? Let's go for a walk. And <laughs> took me all the way down, only a block, cower up, very small, and personally escorted me to where I needed to go. And I learned coming from a small town, with a small town kind of um, culture, to a big city, it's different. Because I learned that down there, they'll show you where to go, but up, <laughs> but up here, <laughs> they might tell you where to go. <laughs> But not, none of you guys. Oh, no. Definitely not. Your environment can impact your culture. The environment of Metro Church impacts the culture and shapes the culture of this, of this house. The friendliness, the warmness, and, and everything like that. So cultivate culture. Cultivate the kingdom culture. What are your non-negotiables? Set the boundaries. The Bible says that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Set the boundaries for us. What are the boundaries that were set? The boundaries are in the constitution of the kingdom, which is the word of God. We are subjective kings and priests living under the lordship of the king of kings. The constitution and the policies is what we are called to administer, if you like. But what are the non-negotiables? Young people, again, picking on the young people, it's going to be those non-negotiables. Going to uni, going to TAFE, whatever, the next season for your life. You've got to put the non-negotiables. Put them in red. I don't do that. We don't do that. We don't say that. I don't go there. Remember, there are some places that I have to be leaving. And there are some things that I have to be leaving as well. Why? Because I am believing the one who sent me. So there are some things that we have to be leaving. Because we are believing. That's why we're called believers. Because we are believers of things that are not of him. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll stop that one that was coming in. I'll just delete, control. You know. But just as we wrap up, what are your non-negotiables? That's the boundaries set by the instruction of the word. Understand that God has a, a will for your life. Man. There are ministries, there are businesses, schools, movies to be written, whatever it is that God has for you. Thy will be done on earth and in Perth as it is in heaven. But first, the kingdom must come into your life. How do you enter the kingdom? How do you enter the kingdom? I'm going to finish with this. How do you enter the kingdom? John, first of all, before I get to that, what are your non-negotiables? Remember John 6.33, seek first. A lot of us know that scripture, seek first the kingdom, not after. Seek first, prioritise our relationship with him. Going back to committing to our time in the word, time in his presence, time in prayer, time in fellowship and all that. Seek first. How do we enter the kingdom of God? John 3 and verse 3 to 7 Jesus answered and said to him, talking to Nicodemus, who was a Pharisee who came to Jesus at night. 
Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit, born again, is spirit. Do not marvel that I say you must be born again. So to enter the kingdom of God, to experience that thy kingdom come so that you can see the will be done in your life, is to first believe, believe in him. Believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. Believe that. It's to be born of water. What's that? That's just been born of natural birth. How do we know that? Because after he said, what is born of flesh? When the womb and the water is broken, when a person is born, you're halfway there. <laughs> so evangelism is already half done for us. They're born of water. All we have to do now is get them to be born of the Spirit. And that comes by a thing called a decision. And we saw in the Garden of Eden the decision one decision called chaos. And then in the Garden of Gethsemane, one decision brought peace. What was wrecked back there was rectified in this garden and everything was changed. Thy kingdom come. We must be born again. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for tonight. Lord, um, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Actually, I just want to, you can open your eyes, sorry. I just, I just want to just step out and just say, if there's anyone here and you really want to um, kind of make that re recommitment, um, not recommitment to the Lord, you can do that too, but a recommitment to your faith because you're a king and you're a priest and the kingdom of God is within you. And I just want to put a challenge out here as family that if you want to make that, uh, that yeah, that, that decision um, to really build up your spirit, if, if you want to do that, um, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to say, I want to encourage anyone here that's feeling flat. I've got to be honest, a few weeks ago I was, I was feeling really flat. But praise God I had people around me that I could go to and fellowship and all that. But if, if there's anyone here family business that is feeling flat in your, in your walk. You may, you may be a leader, doesn't matter. You may be whoever, maybe first time here. You're feeling flat. If you're feeling flat in your walk, the cares of the world have come to choke. If there's anyone like that, I want you to be bold and uh, to just, just, just come, come out here and we're just going to quickly pray, pray for you. If there's anyone like that here tonight. I'll just wait a, a couple of moments. Anyone wants prayer, just to be, you know, Paul said that I pray that uh, you be strengthened with might in your inner being by the power of the Holy Spirit. If there's anyone like that here, if there's anyone like that here, 
come on down and we're going to pray. We're going to lay hands and you'll be set free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's going to wait a couple more moments. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. We'll get one of the past, Pastor Ray. Just come and just lay hands. Pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Pastor Ruth Hayden. Paul, yeah. Some of these ladies. Yeah. These guys are going to pray for you. I'm going to pray generally over you right now. Is anyone else come on down? Thank you, Lord. You're feeling flat. You're feeling flat. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Your cord, the purpose is a will for you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. No weapon. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Dave Faulkner, could you come and pray, please? Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Lord, I lift up these people, Lord. And anyone else that is yet to come down or is just staying there, Father, I pray for them. I thank you for your purpose for not only these people at the front, Lord, but all of us here. I pray, Lord, that you would um, quicken the word in their spirit, Father. Lord, that you would sharpen, Father, the weapons that you've given them, Father. Lord, I thank you for the armour of God, Father. Lord, I thank you for your divine protection, Father. Lord, I thank you for um, just your word, Father. I thank you for your word for their life, Father God. I pray, Lord, that they'll walk out here strengthened, Father, with the eyes fixed on you, Father. Lord, I thank you, Father, Lord, for the next step, Father. I pray for your equipping, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank you for the authority of your name. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless them, I pray, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Strengthen them, Father, I pray. Strengthen them, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Spiritual stamina, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Fresh anointing, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And just while I'm praying, if I just want to put an opportunity out there. If there's anyone here that you know, um, you haven't entered into the kingdom. You don't know Jesus. You haven't had that revelation of who he is. If there's anyone here tonight, I'm going to pray very quickly. If there's anyone like that, you feel free to pray this prayer that we're going to pray with you. The Bible says, Jesus said to believe and turn. Believe and turn. So I want to give an opportunity for anyone that wants to see the kingdom of God. 
Jesus said, you must be born again. You must be born again. I just want to pray uh, for anyone that's like that. If, if that is you and you want to do that, please join in us, join with us as we pray. Thank you, Lord. Please join with me as I pray. Those that are not praying at the front. Father God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for your plan for my life. Help me to walk in your ways. Thank you for your purpose for my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen, amen. Thanks, guys. Thanks. If you prayed that for the first time or the second time or the third time, but you know that you've made that decision to follow Jesus, we want to help you. And one of the many ways that we want to help you is to um, give you an opportunity to text uh, this number, uh, 048-886-392. It's a good number. Sometimes... Uh, I don't. <laughs> when people ask for a number, I just give them this number. <laughs> and I said, just give me a text, yes, and then. <laughs> That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> but this, 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 is, um, this is not, this is a tool to get you on the way. It's like Pastor Hayden said this morning, it's to help you pray. It's just a brief prayer and a scripture you get for 30 days. You can opt out any time but I don't encourage you to. Why? Because it's the Word. <laughs> It'll change your life. And after that, after 30 days, there's an option if you want to continue. You can opt out any time, of course, um, where you will get a mini-series uh, that goes for 10 days. We have different types like release and Holy Spirit and grace and everything like that. It's all there. Um, please uh, text that number. Even if you know people, you know people that are not sure, just encourage them they can do that too. It's just a real great resource. We also have an email there as well, uh, yes.metrochurch.org.au. The same thing. You'll get the same uh, scriptures and prayers and mini-series too. You can also come and see us at the, at the hub and we can help you get, um, get you on your journey. But thank you, family. I just want to, again, finish by saying cultivate the culture. Mark your non-negotiables. Set them in concrete. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Bruce. Thanks, Carl. Wow, so much in there. Hey, don't forget, you can always get copies of those messages. If you want to go old school, you can order a physical CD. Uh, they'll take about a week to turn around or wait until Wednesday and you can download that as a free MP3 uh, from our website. That's the morning and afternoon messages. You can always get those. Hey, one more thing we want to do. Uh, and we waited until uh, this particular service being Australia Day. And of course, our nation has been ravaged by horrible bushfires uh, all over the country, but most specifically in the East Coast. And uh, we certainly are doing our part with that. Um, our church denomination, which is called INC, uh, which we are a part of, uh, we've got a community outreach arm, which is called Global Care. And uh, they are in the midst uh, of helping our people. And uh, rather than first responders, what we actually do, we go in after the first responders, which is incredibly vital. But we're in there 
for the long haul. Uh, and one of the projects from a few years ago, Global Care was there for three years. Long after the new cycle has moved on, Global Care was there for three years. And so let me give you a bit of an insight into some of the things. And the reason I'm talking about this is that uh, we're going to take up a second offering. We only do it for special things like this. So just in a few moments, we're going to ask uh, for you to give of your heart and give of your finances to Global Care. But let me show you, I'll tell you a couple of things. For example, uh, it's back to school very soon. And of course, these communities where they've been desolated, people have lost absolutely everything. So we've got kids going back to school with no uniforms, no shoes and no anything else that they need for schools. So that's just one of the many things uh, that after the flames go out, Global Care is going in there and helping with. Whole community infrastructures, of course, have been wiped out, including electricity supplies. And we're told that in some of those communities, it will be at least three months before they get electricity. Now, we have a power failure here for half an hour and it's like our world is collapsing, or we think it is. But imagine living without power for three months. And so what Global Care go in there and do is actually provide generators for electricity. And then, of course, to run those generators requires fuel. The things suck up one litre of fuel every hour. And you've got to have the generators running 24-7, otherwise your food goes off in the fridge. And so those are just a couple of the many unseen things. And Global Care is certainly being a part of that. And we are, we are partnering with them. So Metro Church is receiving all the funds. Uh, we did this this morning and we're doing it again tonight. We're going to grab all those funds together and then we will send it off on one massive big check uh, over to Global Care, uh, who will then go right into the community. There's three key churches they've already been working with, which have great inroads into the community over the East Coast. And so I uh, really encourage you to be um, a part of that. So we're going to give and let's pray for that. Father God, we thank you again for an opportunity to bless the kingdom, but bless people in our very own backyard, in our very own nation. So Lord, I pray uh, that every person giving, Lord God, that you will uh, bless them for it. Lord, as it goes over through global care and into the community that uh, needs it, Father, we pray that it'll be a blessing. Lord, we pray that people will be asking, where is this help coming from? And we'll have opportunities, Lord. Uh, global care will have opportunities to say, this is the church who loves you. This is a God who loves you. And the people of God have given to to help you rebuild your lives. Let that also be the message along with the practical help. We thank you for that in Jesus' precious name. Amen.